International. Welcome to Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a podcast about frauds, liars, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, is my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. Hey, what's up, Kath? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, to get you guys on board with the excitement, we are here to talk today about the Montreal screw job. Which, if you don't know what that is, um, congratulations on probably having a job. Yeah, um, getting a lot of sex for a long time. <laughs> the Montreal screw job is a wrestling scandal yeah. a professional wrestling scandal so it uh it, it oh, go i just i am psyched because i have recently gotten really I, professional i was wrestling. gonna say I, I, uh, from the jokes i've seen you do and like your twitter feed it seems like you have a, a, re, a, a recent discovery of, of wrestling. I, I have enthusiastically embraced it lately yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's super fun I, are you a wrestling fan pat i when i was a well i i i live with chris tellez uh, so like sure. I, I watch uh, i, I I'm, I'm hip to it but i watched it a lot when i was a kid like a lot yeah and then uh, I just kind of like fell out of it at yeah. a certain point. And then like, I just, I guess now since uh, for the last year, I've paid more attention to it, but it's I do cool again. You're I, like yeah, allowed exactly. to like it now. Yeah. 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 Which I think I was, I, I think about that a lot of times, like so much shit that like w- was like kind of weird or nerdy is like coming into style. again. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's like, like that, that's not a hot take, but like I was even thinking about like uh, ideas I had when I used to rap, like all like, and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do this, do this. And at the time I remember like friends of mine were like, that's kind of gay. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it would have been cool. And now it's like, everybody's doing it. I'm like, that would have been fun. So it's like, yeah, if a lot you of just have that, to, if you can withstand the risk of getting called kind of gay, kind of gay, you yeah, could have yeah. been in the forefront. I, yeah, could have been in the forefront of this stuff. Well, our guest today is in the forefront of being a dork about wrestling. I would say yeah. uh, the lovely, wonderful Chris Tellez is here with us to tell us about the Montreal Screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, um, guys. I appreciate you having me on, both of you, Catherine, Patrick, and uh, <laughs> I'm stoked to be here because I talk about this on the quick and go as you say all the yeah. time anyway so uh i'm sorry for what's about to happen yeah uh, but this is like <laughs> i can't think of anything that is more your shit than yeah. just like okay tell us everything about the montreal yeah. screwdriver uh, if i if yeah. i could uh, just just to give a light light intro on the topic uh you know as do we, we discuss uh liars and scams here and uh, sure. some people would say this is one of the biggest scams in professional wrestling one of the biggest uh thefts i'm gonna step up step you up there and i think it is the biggest the big uh, yeah controversy for sure yeah. and uh, uh, to scandal yeah, yeah to clear it up for the viewers other the, stuff the but. listener I, I, i'll get better at calling them the viewers listeners <laughs> uh the montreal screw job it's it's the the event that took place at survivor series in 1997 at the molson center in montreal canada uh you know as a company owner vince mcmahon and Shawn michaels and bret hart were some of the central figures there and uh yeah that's, i just wanted to you know, get touch on that well, yeah there, there go half my notes yeah right yeah there, I guess. <laughs> did you bring me on to talk about it's it basically or? i think the, it's a really relatable story in the sense that like <clears throat> everyone hates their boss yeah yeah and yeah. so like it's crazy because it's also an incident that changed professional wrestling forever. yeah yeah, it yeah spawned yeah. uh the biggest era <clears throat> in professional wrestling is known as the attitude era and it's their highest grossing it's the time they boom the biggest and it's this was like the catalyst for all of that to start because it created the vince mcmahon character mm-hmm. by force uh so we're getting a little ahead of yeah ourselves. yeah Chris, why don't you take start us at the beginning Give us start the, I w- imagine i just imagine i just got home i just got off work and i walked in you're on the recliner 
recliner and I'm like, hey, I got to get out the house in like five minutes. And you're like, wait, real quick. Let me tell you about the Montreal screwdriver. After like, you take out the trash. Assume, <laughs> assume our listeners, they don't know what kayfabe is. Right. They don't I'm going to go yet. into all this. I trust you. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let me do my damn thing here. Okay. I, I okay. So uh, <laughs> professional wrestling. When people think of it, they think everything's fake. And usually even the things that don't seem fake are fake. So when the Montreal Screwjob happened, it was very real. And that's why we're still talking about it over 20 years later, right? So starting from the beginning, you have these two wrestlers, Brett the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. Both of them start in the 80s. Um, they both start off in tag teams. Brett the Hitman Hart is uh, in a tag team called the Hart Foundation. Shawn Michaels. That sounds like, <laughs> were they like giving money to charity or something? Yeah. I feel no, like that's no. like, uh, they, they want had you like to think that. That's another episode. The Heart Foundation. I've actually never really thought about what the name stood for, but if I it's were like to... we're raising money for the Heart Foundation. Well, the foundation is the hearts themselves because yeah. they're such a big wrestling That's a legacy. Family. That's a legacy wrestling I think family. they're saying like, this is the foundation of Was our family. Was that the one that one of Me them died? <laughs> one of them died falling from the ceiling? Oh yeah, one of them died like that. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, he died very hard like that. But he like, yeah, he fell. That's a whole particularly bad case of falling from a ceiling. Yeah, you know. And, and this plays into everything that's just so effed up about this whole thing. Uh, so Brett is... So the Heart Foundation. Yeah, and in, they're both and the rockers. Shawn Michaels from San Antonio. Uh, they're like in this 80s rocker looking band. Uh, okay. Marty you know, Yeah, during the era of Poison and Whitesnake and Van Halen, really. They, they, it looks like that's what they're gimmicked after. Got it. So then uh, you have these two young tag teams and they're both happening at a time where you have guys like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man. Uh, you know, these guys are just like huge, larger-than-life wrestlers. Vince McMahon likes big dudes. He has a weird obsession with oh, big dudes. Oh, he thinks yeah. they just have to be monsters. Yeah. So, uh, Sean and Brett, uh, they were just on parallel career paths their whole timeline because they were both smaller dudes, but they were having better matches, whether it was in tag teams or in singles. Uh, they were stealing every show because they're both technical wrestlers. Mm -hmm. They take the time and uh, they, the care to and passion to choreograph interesting moves. Yeah. So they were like the Daniel Bryans of their day. Yeah, yes. yeah. exactly. I, exactly. I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan. That was my guy. I was a sexy boy. Was not your boy, Tony. <laughs> Wait, was I, that what their fans were called? That's no. what, that, that their <laughs> fans is called the click. But yeah, no, they're called the click. Oh, uh, The okay. fans ain't called shit. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I called myself the click. No, but uh, his, You his, called Shawn, yourself a sexy boy. Yeah, well, his, 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 entrance, his entrance music uh, when he embarked in a solo career, that was like, it was like, I'm not your boy, Toys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, then, awesome. and then he became kind of like a like a male stripper, which I was too young to realize that's what he was. Yeah, okay. And I was just tra traps around my house, just doing the weird Sexy ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I when they worried became... the shit out of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Once he turned on Marty Jannetty, his tag team partner in the Rockers, uh, which was an amazing moment in itself. But he started a single career, and he became a heel. What's a heel in wrestling is a bad guy, a good guy is a babyface. So he became a heel, and in Brett went into a singles career and he was always a face mm -hmm. so Brett's career took off faster he was winning the Intercontinental title twice and then he went on to win the world heavyweight title the big one 
Sean kind of stayed at a mid-card level, but he was amazing. Once he started using that sweet chin music as yep. finishing maneuver, where he kicks him in the face. Kicks people dead <laughs> in the fucking face. It put him over. It became the most over-finisher. So then he fans start liking him. So before you know it, he's the good guy. He's a face. Yeah. They ha- So like they have to turn him because he's getting such a response. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Brett's also the top guy at this point. Mm-hmm. And it just always felt like they, they always had matches in the 90s and stuff when, Brett, when Sean was a bad guy and Brett would always win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the moment came where Sean came full circle with his career and who he is and we all love Sean so then um, they decide to put Sean over and give him a title shot against Bret Hart the way they did it was the most fantastic way ever uh, the Royal Rumble which is a, a event leading up to Wrestlemania it's 30 guys in a ring you throw them over the top rope Sean is the first person to go in there at number one last all 30 guys and then win it right? oh yeah. hell yeah well, I'd say so, which just submitted him in my head as a kid I was fucking super Superstar status. Yeah. I was like, yeah. he's smart. Like that's like me and my friend who <laughs> both, were both obsessed with him. We're like, see, he's, he's, he's plays the mind game. You know, like he's a smart wrestler because he's smart. And he's yeah. not he, like a big. He's not just a yeah, big he's, ogre. He's, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, he was a bad guy when that happened, but everybody th- that like made him awesome. And yeah. and so like uh, he lost that WrestleMania that year, but the next year he went to WrestleMania and he fought Bret Hart. And it was the rare. It was at WrestleMania. These two guys that we've probably all wanted to see wrestle like this as baby faces, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they made it a 60-man Iron Man match, which is uh, a 60-minute. Yeah. There wasn't 60. That'd be 62 men. 62 men, including the ref. That's a, that's a double rumble. That's a hashtag that's double, a double rumble. rumble. They needed two rings. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they did that once. They've used three rings. Yeah. And World then like, War Three. <laughs> I'm sorry As for even. As we call it in the biz. I'm sorry for even deigning to pretend I could tell you something you didn't know. Oh, yes. man. I, I know. Apologize. What if I was like, did they? I, I, I must what have missed that. Uh, uh, edit this out he's like uh, Wikipedia <laughs> no how did this slip through my fingers <laughs> so that's when it all really started the beef because they were friends Sean mm-hmm. and Brett yeah. but once, once Wrestlemania happened go ahead I'll look if I can ask you a question now you, you uh, you're uh, I, I self-described Bret Hart guy okay see you say that all the time like I'm not a Shawn Michaels oh no no I, 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 I know that I guess I, what I, I wanted to kind of go into oh, like your like, Brett you, is my favorite wrestler yeah I wanted to talk time. a little bit about yeah. like what drew, what, what, what drew you to Brett would you to Bret Hart is like I said there was that era of the big dudes Hulk Hogan and I'm just like I'm watching these as a kid and I'll do like the theater of it and stuff but then when I noticed matches that had Bret Hart in them he was the wrestler that the matches would go on longer it wouldn't just be punching each other clothesline body slam leg drop and that's yeah, it yeah. he would just be like doing crazy like uh, there's a story in every match he makes you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. there's emotion in it there's a lot of physicality there's dynamics oh it's, absolutely yeah. the punches actually look real yeah. he looks like he's really kicking somebody in the face and when they <laughs> kick him he looks like uh, he really takes it apparently he used to wrestle stiff is what they call it whenever you're actually hitting and then uh, the matches always had a fun ending and his finisher the sharpshooter was cool like as a character I thought yeah he's the hitman finisher's called the sharpshooter Hell that's yeah. cool yeah yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah 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 and you know he's like not this huge dude like all the guys they're feeding down uh, uh, our throats he's like a smaller average dude and watching him wrestle big guys was always fun too and he he would always do interesting things that nobody was doing 
uh, Shawn Michaels was the same way. Uh, Shawn Michaels, I loved because he was what we call a great seller. That's whenever yeah. you're taking Those the are hit. always my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they over-exaggerate how they're getting hit, or they just make it look really painful. That yeah. makes the other wrestler look good. Yeah. Shawn was just probably the best seller of all time. Who's the match that he... Who, who does he do the match with where he just, like, oversells it, and it's, like, it's it's comical? Yeah. Who, he, who he had that? a match with Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. At SummerSlam. Is they're both icons at this point? And then uh, the deal was that... Hulk Hogan was going to win at SummerSlam. Then they'd have a rematch later and Sean would win. So before the match happened, and it was already agreed Sean would lose this first match, Hogan said he wouldn't have a rematch because uh, of physical problems or something. He was just pussing out. Uh, so Sean decided to ruin the whole match by overselling every day. <laughs> yeah. It's cartoonishly. Yeah, it's there's so one part where a Hulk Hogan like, is like yelling at him and puts his finger in his chest and Sean just flies back like five <laughs> feet and rolls into the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, even when he uh, takes that leg drop, he like takes it hard gets up runs in a circle and then just falls back down <laughs> that's yeah that's why i i loved uh i loved Shawn michaels because he was such a because he was such a great he seller was a rebel when he won yeah he was like he was always like you know the the had that kind of like smartest guy in the room uh, think yeah. about him he was always shit talking and like he was like comical but when he because he sold so good that when he won it looked like he had just thrown his heart and soul out there like he'd be yeah. trying to climb the ladder and he's barely hanging on and yeah he, he looks like he could break his neck when he lands he's just yeah yeah Speaking of things breaking in Shawn Michaels, fun fact: after winning a wrestling match at a sandbox, and I was like fifth, you know, fifth, you've wrestled your sure. friends, you're doing moves. I won as Shawn Michaels and went to go do his uh, iconic. <laughs> Yeah, Chris has just snapped full on into just a gas station pack of donuts <laughs> while not breaking eye contact. What are you talking, uh-huh, are you uh-huh. talking about? None yeah, of that's I'm happening. Yeah. <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> Jesus Christ! There are no donuts in here. Yeah, well, we, we decided to have a traditional wrestling diet uh, in here, like Fair a, a wrestling meal. But I did Shawn Michaels' iconic winning pose, where he, he like puts all his weight onto it, like he just like leans with his leg and then flexes his muscles. And I body slammed some little kid that I was wrestling with, and then I went to go do that i'm good i went to go do that <laughs> was, and i was just offered donuts yeah <laughs> and it, it, it adds to the story too I, I was always kind of a fat kid i went to go do his little stretch little flex thing and just audibly you could hear my boxers rip inside my pants <laughs> your balls fell out yeah my balls fell out and then uh yeah i, I got ran over by a car full of clowns it was just a fucking crazy day <laughs> okay anyway yeah. back to this Michael. wrestlemania where their feud okay. starts so they have this classic uh 60 man 60 minute <laughs> I, I, iron man match and are there even 60 men? <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> there's always 60 men. But so the it was the first time it ever been done in WWE history, especially on a pay-per-view mm-hmm. main event. You get these two guys that the companies really pushing as the the new generation of wrestling and you know all those guys from the 80s are gone at this point so it's well deserved and it's such a great match some people think it's the greatest match and it's the uh, iron man match yeah mm-hmm. some people think it's the greatest you know and uh what was so brilliant about it is it's whoever could score the most pins or submissions in an hour and none of them scored one it was wow. so brilliant yeah and so when the match ended brett thought well i'll retain my belt and he like gets his belt and he's walking out and they announced that no we're going into sudden death so he goes into the ring Shawn michaels delivers two sweet chin musics wins the belt his first ever wwe title brett 
put him over and did the right thing for the company, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Brett uh, claims that after the match that Sean told the referee, uh, Earl Hebner, uh, get that piece of shit out of my ring or something like, get him out of my fucking ring. Yeah. And Brett uh, walked out and he looked pissed off. Even when the camera stayed on him, he looks like actually pissed off. Yeah, yeah, And he, yeah. to this day, he claims that uh, he, it was a work. He was just doing it to build uh, a rematch because he was told there'd be a rematch the next year at WrestleMania yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and Brett would win. So uh, that happens, and as the year goes along, uh, Brett finds out he's not going to be having his rematch against Shawn because Shawn Michaels has an injury. A lot of people say Shawn Michaels faked the injury to avoid losing to Brett at the following WrestleMania. That seems to be what so happened. So has Shawn kept this title like the entire year? Yeah, he, he didn't even lose the belt. Shawn Michaels is not a wrestler who likes to lay down for anyone, as he says yeah. himself. He, so he's not he vaca- putting anybody over. He vacated the belt. Yeah, yeah he, he was just like, I'm injured. Yeah. Uh, I can't defend the title. Is this the, now, is this the uh, I lost my smile speech? Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said he lost his smile. It's pretty stupid. But yeah. like, uh, how does one lose a smile? Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm, just mm. go watch a silly Please movie. Please stop eating yeah. directly into the mic <laughs> that's, some good, that's some good brads <laughs> so at this point they don't like each other uh, they're getting into fights backstage they've gotten into a few physical fights that they've talked about um, there was a girl named Sunning. do you want this Doss Donut um, if it'll keep you from eating it into oh, the mic yes man, you better take it <laughs> So, I brought some pork rinds too. I, um, I was gonna say, do we have anything crunchier? Maybe <laughs> anything louder? If you got something louder, something. But um, so there was this wrestler, um, a female wrestler named Sunny, that was uh, in the WWE at the time. Oh, I remember Sunny. So, was- so Bre- oh yeah, she was uh, she was beautiful. Yeah, that was uh, that that that. Uh, or as oh, we oh. say in wrestling uh, terms, smoking hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Official wrestling vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a scale from smoking hot to showing. <laughs> so, um, Shawn Michaels uh, took a jab at Brett on live television uh, one time because Brett's married, has kids and all that. And then Shawn, unscripted, uh, says uh, Brett's been seeing some sunny days as of late, Ooh. implying that he was cheating on his wife. And that apparently caused a lot of shit in Brett's personal life. And Brett attacked him backstage. Yeah. To this day, Sonny says she's never slept with Sean or uh, Brett, but she has slept with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> 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 so there's all this heat. They just fucking hate the shit out of each and other. And it's right? like it's real. It's a, the the oh, terms of ha- wrestling are shoot and work. And a work is if it's for the for the it's cameras. Planned, yeah. It's yeah. planned. A shoot is if it's legit. So this oh, yeah. is like yeah, improvised. And just, yeah, yeah. The backstage, everybody knows these dudes hate the shit out of each other. Okay. At the same time, this other company, uh, WCW World Championship Wrestling, they, they have this idea, the NWO, it puts them on the map. They move to Monday nights just like WWE has, uh, and they go live at the same time. And they're, so, they're backed by, of course, billionaire uh, media mogul Ted Turner. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, 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 and, my, and my avid researching for this topic, which was just a bunch of YouTubes and a few podcasts, yeah. uh, I just heard that like that at this time period, he was just like drawing all the talent away because he was like... Uh, it was like a personal thing for him. He's like, I'll sign checks that don't even make any fucking financial yeah. sense. He right. I want, I need to like see this to, to yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 this money pit. He wanted to compete with Vince McMahon. Yeah. These billionaires are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they literally play chess with people. It's like the NFL. Yeah, they that's just, what yeah. they did. He opened his checkbook and gave it to the uh, guy who ran WCW at the time, Eric Bischoff. And he was just like, go get all the top talent. We're yeah. going to crush this guy. He had like a, endless amount of money to spend pretty much mm-hmm. so at that point uh, while this is happening there's this wrestler Scott Hall 
uh, Kevin Nash. They're really tight with Shawn Michaels. They're called the Click. Yeah, along with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Don't want to forget Trips. So, <laughs> what about uh, what about X-Pac? Oh, X-Pac. Yeah. Who cares about X-Pac? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. fuck off. The one Fun fact: kid. Triple H, real name Paul Levesque, French Canadian. Yeah, Pat's Royce from New Hampshire, like Kath Barbadoro. A branch of my family is the Levesques. Yeah. The, wow, the Levesques and the Boudoirs. It's sad that you're my friends and I knew more about Triple H than you. <laughs> This is all new to me. <laughs> Your last name is Soros? <laughs> I thought it was scoliosis. Kath, you're not from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So, so the um, their contract's in. Uh, Scott Halls and Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Um, and they're in WCW. No, they're in WWE, WWF. but they're playing these characters named Diesel and Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Razor Ramon, by the way, is just it, it's such a... You gotta dig. You gotta dig real deep in the barrel for me to even notice something is offensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> like when, I, like, when I go back and look at it, it's like a dude who is not Cuban yep. playing a Cuban with all the subtlety of Pacino. Scarface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's literally just a ripoff of Scarface. Yeah. Oh, and he was so over the fans loved him. Yeah. Oh yeah, they loved him. Yeah. And then like the announcer when they would announce him, they would even like it even got super racist. They'd be like, Oh yeah, they had a oily, slick, greasy, uh, oh. razor yeah, yeah, bone. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would always chew on a toothpick and uh, Jerry Lawyer. Oh, if you want homophobia, if, if you want 90s uh, wrestling, oh, racism, degrading yeah. to women, it's oh. so bad. Yeah. You know what? I still watch it. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking maddening. <laughs> it's a battle I fight within myself. When Farouk called uh, Ahmed Johnson and Uncle Tom, <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, it's, whoa, that's like, like a whole fucking pot right there in the Attitude Era. Yeah, it's the yeah. greatest era. And when sometimes I look back at some of the stuff they got away with, yeah, I'm like, ooh, that would not fly. You know, yeah, broad panties matches, but it might. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. okay. So, where was I at? Oh, yeah. So, so WCW takes Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. uh, who are huge uh, stars for the WWE. And they're such WWE guys because they've always been with WWE. Yeah. So, they surprised everyone by going to WCW, starting the NWO faction. And that became so damn popular, it was actually, for the first time ever, competing with Vince McMahon's yeah. WWE. No mm-hmm. other company ever took it to them, where they were beating them in the ratings every week for, yeah. I think, a few years. And these yeah. were on... on at exactly the same time on Monday nights. Yeah, and the cool... The I thing, remember doing the switch back and forth. Trying yeah. To- <laughs> I would always switch back and forth and then you see both companies had amazing rosters. But uh, it was the first time WWE was so threatened that they would actually acknowledge WCW. Mm-hmm. And both companies started talking shit to each other, pretty much. It was the funnest time to be a wrestling Did fan. they get a fake Razor Ramon and a fake yeah. uh, Scott? That was insulting. Yeah. Uh, WWE wants uh, Razor Ramon. And, they own the characters. Yeah, they own the characters. So then when they went to WCW, they used their names. And then uh, Vince decided to get two guys that looked like Diesel and Scott. <laughs> yeah, just like off-brand. Yeah, and it was fucking Great value, Diesel. Weird. So at that point, you're always wondering who's going to leave to which company, right? Because mm-hmm. people are just switching brands it's a money thing a loyalty thing so Bret Hart signed a 20-year contract with WWE uh, I forget millions of dollars but because he was uh, his contract was up and Vince didn't want him to leave so he was like 20 years baby I yeah, own you because yeah. Bret never his reputation is he never really cared about all the money mm-hmm. he was just really hard into the Bret Hart character he yeah. wanted to win he wanted championships like to him it was real it was real he's yeah. one of those dudes like he really uh, buys into the character and it becomes him there's some guys you see that happen to like Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that and you're like Whoa, that's fucking. Yeah, he he still thinks. But you got to be <laughs> you got to be passionate about what you do. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. And the other guys seem to be more money guys. Mm-hmm. So 
Brett decided like, you know, if you give me this much, I'll stay for 20 years. And he takes that contract. So then as the years are going by, uh, Vince decides he can't afford Brett no more because uh, his contract's about to, uh, they're going to renew it or he's just telling him like, hey, how about I just buy you out and you yeah. get WCW? Because Brett, uh, they basically him and Sean were both bad guys at this point, and then Brett's like, "Well, you gave this guy my job now. Now we're both the top hills." Yeah, like, uh, there's. I don't have like a specific place carved out for yeah, me. Exactly. Who, who was the face at this time? Like who was who Stone the Stone Cold? Stone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold was on the uprise at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Rock was on the uprise. Yep. So like Brett was on his way out, but he didn't want to leave. But he he was the champ at the time, and his last match was scheduled on. I wrote the date down so I don't forget. January 4th, 2010, Montreal Screwjob. Wait, 2010? No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, it was, no, it was 1997. 1997. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason. I wrote uh, That was the wrong date. <laughs> I only have two things written here and I fucked it up. <laughs> you guys got 50, editing 50 shot, man. That can happen to anybody. November 9th, 1997. They have a match and they both... So this, wait, this is going to be his last match so he has decided to go to WCW. Uh, yes, but the condition was uh, he didn't want to leave but he had to drop the belt to Sean and he didn't want to drop the belt to Sean because of that real life hate that at this point has been sorry, building wait, for the wait, better part sorry. of a decade I was just gonna talk over it we can't Where's you have like a serious call coming in no I just felt bad that it was wow I don't know, you're fine. I'm going to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were handing me your bag as it was going off, and you were like, make this stop. That's why, that's why I reached and grabbed Yeah, it. I thought it was like an important call. No. <laughs> like it was Bret Hart calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you guys talking about me? My ears are burning. Yeah, do I have to come down there and put you in the sharpshooter? <laughs> Chris like, could you please? Thank you. Autograph me. But like, okay. <laughs> so, the it's coming up. November 9th, 1997. And the thing is, it's agreed that Bret's, this is going to be his last match. So, okay. So, he is... He is going to WCW mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to drop. He doesn't want to lose. No, no, no. He's going to WCW because Vince is not going to resign him. So but Vince he's has decided also, not to resign. Yeah, he just happens to have the belt. He has a twenty-year contract, but Vince would rather negotiate um, to let him go. Okay. Because he's thinking I can't afford him at that point, and they were kind of not consistently winning in the ratings at that point. So, yeah. so there had to be a shakeup of some sort. Okay, so. The the general idea then is like you can't leave as a as the champ exactly because okay. everything you so have to di- lose before you yeah. WWE's already taken a hit by losing yeah. their top star like Brett's been a WWE guy his whole career he's still one of the best in the world and he shows up at WCW that's just going to make them stronger yeah so last thing you want is him to show up with your belt right yeah. you know, one, one, which had happened in yeah. the past it was with Medusa no I forget her name uh, at the moment but it's a female wrestler who left WWE uh, in the nineties to WCW and she had the woman's belt and she showed up on WCW had a trash can and dropped the belt into nice. the trash can nice yeah. yeah yeah. And they still inducted her in the Hall of Fame classy oh very so, classy WWE has some classy things <laughs> but like uh, so Brett she had to win a brawn panties so they needed to, to like kind of bury him yeah and well, he, well he said he didn't mind losing but he didn't want to drop the belt to Sean it wasn't about Montreal it, right it, he just, it was it was Sean he yeah, doesn't like Sean he doesn't want to lose to Sean the whole public knows how much they hate each other yeah. so it's kind of like that's humiliating in a way and yeah, yeah. so the what was dis- uh, discussed is that they were going to do a run in they were going to have the match and then uh, the Hart Foundation was going to come out and then DX was going to come out and it was going to be a double like a disqualification uh-huh. and then the next night he wanted to come on Monday Night Raw and relinquish the title just vacate it yeah just like Sean did when he faked the injury, you know? So, yeah. like, so that was the plan. That's what they told Brett. Um, what had happened, what comes out later is Sean got with Vince McMahon, Triple H, 
at a hotel room the night before and they discussed what they were really going to do is because the, the tradition in wrestling is when you're on your way out whether you're retiring or leaving a company you just do what they say you, you take a loss you go out on your back that's why Undertaker lost his final match yeah. to Roman Reigns you're going to go out on your back put right. somebody it's, over on the way out it's interesting like learning about wrestling in the last couple months that I've been like really interested in it is that like ultimately you have the wrestlers have multiple concerns but two of the main ones are the sort of success of your character and then over that is the success of the company right like the wrestlers that do best are company men are people who will yeah like you build up you you build up all this goodwill with the fans you build up a streak and then you use that streak to put over another mm. younger wrestler and make yep. that younger wrestler look good and strong and, and like it's a oh this guy's amazing like he yeah. beat the Roman Reigns is amazing he beat the Undertaker yeah, was, and yeah. like no one thought no one thought yeah. Yeah. well now wrestling fans are so smart they right. just and they're so vocal now <laughs> that's the one like one they thing won't I'd, buy it if it's the wrong decision yeah. what, what I noticed when I stopped watching and like you know I stopped watching probably like ninety nine two thousand and then like uh, now that I watch, I watch now. Like back then, you there was no access to the wrestlers except by watching wrestling. Right, there were and no now podcasts. They're on podcasts. Yeah, they're they're talking, yeah. and so everybody knows. But then, like, it almost feels like instead of ruining it for everybody, because I remember that used to start fights. Like when I was a kid, when that that special came out, where it was like the wrestling's fake, and here's how they do it. Me and a oh, kid yeah. named Beyond Chris, the Mat. Yeah, yeah, Beyond the Mat. Me and a kid named yeah. Chris Undiemi. And uh, if you're out there, rotten hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we got like a small physical scuffle because I was like, yeah, I watched that last night, and it was fake, and he just like lost his shit, and we got an argument. And that was that. Did his punches hurt or were they just fake? Were they no, I, I think he was severely <laughs> undernourished. Yeah, he, he, he was a very frail kid, but he came <laughs> at me first and uh, uh, scratched like a girl. But uh, <laughs> he said, uh, tell me how this feels. And he like air punches you. And you yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. They didn't feel nothing. It was so, fake. <laughs> another thing too that we should point out is like, when when they make these decisions ahead of time of who's going to win, the two wrestlers in the match get together and talk about how their match is going to go. Yeah, some are so lazy. Some are lazy. But some are lazy and just are like, eh, whatever, I know how it's going to end. We'll call it in the ring. Yeah. They call they exactly. call the spots in the ring. A spot mm-hmm. is like a cool move or whatever. Yeah. But so this is like very unusual that they would tell one wrestler in the match one thing is happening yep. yeah. and then secretly decide what's really going to happen They're fucking later. him over. Yeah, yeah. by very totally definition, it's, it's shady. Yeah. yeah, incredibly yeah. shady. Oh, so fucked up because, yeah. I mean, there's a documentary called Wrestling with Shadows uh, and it was being filmed by the A&E Network while this was going on. Oh, no way. Just coincidentally, it was not in cahoots with the WWE or nothing. They were just following Brett around to do a documentary on Bret Hart and they got a lot of interesting footage uh, of Bret Hart leading up to it and how obvious, like, he thought that was going to go down yeah. and then he talks about how heartbroken he was he knew immediately when he heard the bell ring what had happened uh-huh. because what happened was they were having this match it was going great because these guys side note are it was, it's just a pleasure to watch them wrestle each other they're so good together and that's what made it so tragic in a way that if they just got along they could have had just a series of amazing matches yeah. for the rest of their careers but since they hated each other it imploded and they um, so they're having this match and it's just great and then out of nowhere Vince McMahon comes out and you could tell like the cameras just ain't focusing on him he's just kind of in the shots he's clearly out and it's like it was a weird feeling I was watching it live on pay-per-view when it happened 
and uh, in a way you're thinking, oh, this is planned, you know, it's kind of natural. But so this is just like while they're wrestling, they're doing yeah. the match, and then you sort of see Vince McMahon kind of yeah, he's he's lurking, lurking around like debate Trump, like he's yeah, <laughs> just yeah kind exactly. of filling in and out in the background. Be- that's a perfect way to put it because like, <laughs> the the match spills out of the ring and they go up the rampway, uh, and then like he comes out of the entrance with like some just some people that work with him, and then. Um, like Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, and just some officials. And then they take it back in the ring, and then they're doing a spot, a planned move yep. they were going to do, where Shawn Michaels was going to put Bret Hart in his own move, the sharpshooter, mm-hmm. uh, right there in Montreal. And the plan, I think, was that Bret was going to reverse it and put mm-hmm. him into the sharpshooter, because that's what's kind of happening as the chaos starts to build. Like, So he puts him in the move, and just right when he locks it in, you could tell something's wrong, because... The referee, Earl Hebner, he's just like, doesn't even let him be in the maneuver for that long. It's like right when he turns him over and sits on him, he just says, ring the bell. And then uh, the bell rings, Earl Hebner immediately, the referee just like rings the bell because he was close to Brett and he just jumps out of the ring and walks up the ramp. He didn't even stay to give the belt over to Sean to raise his hand. So wait, he he rings the bell signifying what? That match is over. submitted. That he's, okay, so he's tapped out. Has tapped out Okay. given a verbal response that he he quits okay but he did not he was hardly not. in the fucking move yeah so and, and everybody knows it so like uh earl hevner signals for the bell then just gets out of the ring immediately because he doesn't want to face <laughs> he's like get the fuck out he, yeah. does, he doesn't like, want Brett to want... knock him out yeah right. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, years later uh brett had said uh that earl hevner uh told because he had a feeling something was up and Earl had, yeah, yeah and earl gave him his word like he wouldn't fuck him over or nothing like that uh, so that uh, earl carried that for years fun fact about earl hebner's word uh did he later get fired from wwf for being part of a uh, massive counterfeit merchandise scam yeah yeah him like, and his twin brother yeah, was also around. Oh. earl hebner <laughs> earl and Merle. this yeah. is i would watch a movie dougie about hebner yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there might actually be I, I would watch a movie where danny mcbride plays earl hebner and his twin brother yeah. and they run a counterfeit wrestling merchandise Dude, scheme. that's a great idea. Thank you. I'm writing it. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to play Merle. I'm not good. I lose the weight. Like, so, uh, it was so weird because the bell's ringing, right? And then Brett is grabbing Sean's hill and he's putting him in the sharpshooter, but it's all, they're collapsing. They're both crawling towards this rope to look at Vince because they're both confused. Like, what the fuck just happened? So, and Sean is, even though Sean, Sean knows, is pretending he's yeah. confused. Sean yeah. met up he, with him and he said, we'll fuck him over, basically. Yeah. Him and yeah. Triple, they, what uh, Triple H is a famous line. If this guy doesn't want to do business, we'll do business for him. Yeah. How creepy. I hate yeah, Triple yeah, H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, a, what, how much power does one man have when you have the, the billions that Vince McMahon has? Here you are in front of Hunt, like, I don't know, tens of thousands of people and these two like super strong men are crawling towards you in a wrestling ring and you're just like it wasn't yeah. like a slow sad <laughs> crawl by the way they like scurried over there like what well, the if you have been scurrying to you that's a level of power I'll never well, know that's true they both climb up the ropes and they're looking at him like what what just happened because even at the moment in the moment I kind of felt like oh they just fucked him over and I could tell as a wrestling fan that this was not planned yeah uh, or they had me it was just something like I've never
never seen before. The whole feel of it was off, and I've been watching wrestling my whole life. Yeah, but I'd never seen anything this confusing and so weird. How are the fans reacting while this oh, is happening? People were just booing the shit out yeah. of it. Everybody there could yeah. tell what just happened because, but it was Canada, so I had it weird. I was like, oh. boo. <laughs> well, they all love Brett out there. I mean, he's like a huge hero to, to yeah, because he, he's Canadian. Yeah. yeah, and the whole he was running this whole gimmick about how Canada is better than America at the time, so they super loved him. Well, it yeah. sounds like he dug his own grave there. I'm well, <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta do to be a hill though I do remember at one point Shawn Michaels coming to the ring at the height of the American versus Canada thing and he took a sip of beer and spit it out I was like you can't even get a decent beer in this country and that, oh yeah. he used to pick his nose with the Canadian flag <laughs> I remember at the beginning of the uh, Montreal Screwjob when he comes out and does his uh, intro, his big entrance he lays the flag down on the floor and he's like humping it oh <laughs> like, my god he's, he was an asshole you could not do that to the American flag someone would uh, shoot you oh yeah yeah, they, yeah. Uh, Canada WWE just like, has oh, a history funny. of doing things to yeah. that flag. Or like, like, when they'd have, like when they'd have the fucking like it wasn't the Iron Sheet because he was like always kind of a face, but they would bring out they would bring someone some Sergeant Arab, Slaughter. Well, some Arab wrestler would come out and he would just be all like it was like you know, like it was like Gulf War times and he'd be like Death to America. They would just oh, be like Boo. there's been a few of yeah, them. That's yeah. like usually the what they do. I mean, any uh, Eastern European or Middle Eastern yeah, yeah, wrestler. that Muhammad wrestler that came out right after 9/11. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made him a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fresh after. And then there was a uh, like, yeah. I mean, whatever. We won't get too far into that. Yeah, but back to the action. So where so, we left off, so they're Brett, crawling to Vince. Yeah, McMahon. and they're looking at Brett, uh, Vince McMahon, and you could see Vince McMahon straight up spit on Vince's face. Well, Brett, Brett spit on. Yeah, Vince, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Brett f- spit on Vince McMahon's face. While he's just standing outside the ring and there's just like a huge glob of spit Hell on him. Yeah. He's like wiping yeah. it off like, what the fuck? Hey, get out of my fucking ring. And then they... I love when millionaires spit on billionaires. Oh, yeah. and even when it's over, they went off... Uh, um, <laughs> whenever they went off uh, the air, like uh, Brett is like signaling the letters so, WCW. Yeah, I saw that in the video. Yeah, he's doing... He's doing I'm, so I'm confused. How, how does this... Like what then is aired? What happens? Okay, so he so spits on Vince of, McMahon. Does is the belt then awarded to Shawn yeah, Michaels? They, they give the belt this? to Shawn, and he gets he, the he, fuck out of there. Yeah, no, he grabs it and he's like acting like he's pissed off. Like he he's like he had nothing like, to do with this. Stupid. Yeah, and he's walking up the ramp and the camera stays on him, but he's just talking shit the whole time. And then you know later it comes out that he knew about it the whole yeah, time. He yeah, was just yeah. scared Brett would beat the shit out of him. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, because Brett's gonna be like super mad. <laughs> I, I, I had heard that he asked that. Briscoe guy who was also in on it he asked that Briscoe guy um, what are what are some, some moves in case I need to defend myself for real he asked about some holds yeah, yeah. in some ways in case it went south of the ring how can I how do I actually fight yeah you know, I've, been, I've, been, I've been getting around to learning this Super for the last 17 years here. <laughs> yeah. uh, do I kind of just slap him in the chest does that work <laughs> a little eye gouge action yeah. do those three buckles really hurt I know it, I basically only know how to do partners gymnastics I don't really know how to fight I need some help you're like really gonna attack me? Yeah. Like, so he's uh, closing his fast. So it goes off the air, and later this is footage I've now seen. It's been around, but I mean, he goes to the announce tables and starts. I mean, they destroy the tables all the time anyway. But he's destroying like the televisions and all the expensive shit. Yeah, the ones yeah, that aren't made to be broken. Exactly yeah. the real table, not the breakaway yeah, table. Yeah, the real yeah. table, <laughs> the, the real, the real Spanish language announce table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, they had that in the back. But like, he, he the, just, see, guys, this is our listeners. If you don't watch wrestling, this is why you should because it's there's it's all these tropes that are so it's funny. Fucking, it's theater they kids always, with muscles and 
just yeah like, it's just theor- theater kids on exactly. steroids they like yeah there's always a fake Spanish announce table yeah. Yeah. that they then are throw somebody gets every thrown time they announce it. them at the beginning we want to welcome our Spanish announce yeah. engineer hola Jose Pepe, WWE and I'm just like I, I swear to God that feed is going to no one and it's just nowhere there's you're not just, a Mexican you just pull the wire and it just comes like, yeah, we, know, we know where that table why that table's there as soon as you see them you're like who's gonna be thrown yeah it's like, children in Mexico have never seen the last half of WWE <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, uh, wrestling the thing where no one wins yeah <laughs> kind of always cuts out <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so after that, Brett's flipping. He goes backstage, and he, uh, apparently the story goes that uh, Vince McMahon uh, just told me he had some time to get. He's like, "Fuck you! I got to take a shower." And then he's in the locker room, and there's a h- footage uh, recorded by A and E because they were told to take to ter- uh, turn the cameras off, but they left them on. <laughs> Fuck yeah, oh, yeah. animating! And, and they uh, had him like hidden, and it's like uh, there's. It doesn't back on a camera was the size of a suitcase. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's a shot of Brett in the locker room just like undoing his little wristbands and sitting there and he's like pissed off and then he's talking to Sean but Sean, the camera's not, you could just tell it's his voice. He was like, uh, and you had nothing to do with that, Sean. You didn't know. And he's like, I swear on my kids, man. For the life of God, I have Ooh. no, Ooh. had no fucking idea. And then he, that was it. And then uh, Undertaker, apparently, that's right. Undertaker's involved. Yeah. <laughs> he apparently was pissed off about it. And a lot of wrestlers, uh, pretty much the whole locker room, was pissed because yeah. they were like, man, they're screwing over Brett. They'd screw over any of us, you know. Yeah. And so, and like these wrestlers don't have health insurance by the company. They, they're they're yeah. uh, entrepreneurs for sure. <laughs> They're, yeah, Little self-starters those yeah. guys so they the only rule they kind of had at the time is the boys don't screw the boys and that was a example of a bo- you know Sean yeah. screwed it, Brett and it's a different society now and you boys can screw boys can screw boys and, and now it's Anytime. fine but like, uh, like, it's a different time <laughs> so uh, Trump I mean I just saw a picture of Trump that <laughs> <laughs> Trump but uh, like an undertaker uh, <laughs> confronted he confronted uh, Vince McMahon and told him the right thing to do is go talk to him like a man. So Vince does go see Brett in the locker room and Brett knocks him out. He actually <gasps> hits Vince in the face, gives him a shiner, drops him on his ass. I had heard that he he announced his itinerary to Vince. I, I, one of the things where he says, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to take a shower, I'm going to come out, and I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, if yeah. you're still standing here, I'm going to knock you out. That's the most badass way to do something is to yeah. just be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this cheese sandwich real quick, all right? Then I'm going <laughs> to catch up on the wire and then I'm gonna fucking knock you out like (laughs) he came out and he was still there and he dropped him and there's like footage of A&E again once again they're waiting in the hallway and you could see like Triple H leaning against the wall and Brett's wife is there talking shit to Triple H saying you're you're such fucking assholes I can't believe y'all did this to him and so fucked up and then he gave her the pedigree <laughs> <laughs> she sold it but like uh, uh, then you see Vince come out and you can see him from like the neck down he's just like stumbling because yeah. he's just like got his ass knocked <laughs> out and so Brett leaves to WCW and that f- followed him the rest of his career and he like you know? and you said like as they're going off the air for Wrestlemania after he got screwed he's doing Doing w, he's writing yeah, WCW. Yeah, Survivor Series, but yes. <laughs> but like, sorry, uh, sorry, Survivor no, Series. No, I, I, I've heard, and you, you probably have a, a better uh, 
idea on this, but that that kind of was as far as career wise, it's kind of the, the the beginning of the end for Bret Hart. Well, the thing is, it was the, the beginning of the end for WCW. Was also there was a shift in power at that point. Uh, Bret was going to WCW, and when he got there, the rise of Stone Cold and The Rock put. WWE over the top because WCW just lost control of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. There was never any growth within WO. They milked it. And then they had all these great wrestlers, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, the greatest ever, Chris Benoit. They had all these great wrestlers, (laughs) but none of them, they'd never pushed them to main event status. So all those wrestlers were getting fucking tired of being mid-carters, even though they were the show. And they would defect to WWE at the time that Brett was in WCW. So it sounds like WCW just sort of it was mismanaged. Oh, yeah. They, I've well, they gave so. the wrestlers yeah. too much power. They said the inmates were running the asylum. Yeah, Kevin Nash. Which I've always thought it would be stuff. a great idea, but that's just... <laughs> like, Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan were calling a lot of the shots, and they never let young guys get over. They yeah. never put anybody over. Yeah. yeah. And anything that good they had, they'd ruin it. Like, Goldberg had a great streak. They made him lose it to some bullshit. And it was just, like, terrible decisions. Yeah. Plus, Stone Cold being, like, the hottest thing wrestling's ever seen. Right. Uh, yeah, WCW. And Bret Hart was over there. And he was having some okay matches, but people basically, they they'd sometimes try to write in that he got screwed uh, in WWE, so they were trying to talk shit to WWE, so you'd always have Bret Hart come out there and go, oh, believe me, I know what it's like to be screwed, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty good Bret Hart. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, like Bret, but he was still, uh, I was, I was, when, at that point, I am a Bret Hart guy, because even though WWE was the better product, I, only reason I was watching WCW is to catch a Bret Hart match because mm-hmm. I knew no matter who he's wrestling with as a match yeah. it's going to be good and what happened to him out there was he had a match with Bill Goldberg and he was um, Bill Goldberg accidentally hit him in the face for real like kicked him in the face and he had a concussion and it retired him and ever since yeah. then he went through like a string of concussions crazy. heart attacks uh, he, he just had a rough time and at that point when he went to WCW he already hated WWE he already hated yeah. Vince. Everybody knew how public it was. His brother Owen still worked for the company. His brother Owen didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, they let go of his other two brothers, uh, Davey Boy Smith. <laughs> you going to say they let go of They Owen literally Hart? let go oh, of they Owen. They literally did let go of Owen. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who fell from the ceiling. Yeah, R.I.P. Owen Hart. <laughs> so that's why it was it sucked for Brett because his brother don't want to be there. And then they kill his brother. They you know, literally, like, they killed, literally his killed his brother. His brother. Yeah. He was supposed to come down from the rafters one night and the cable that was holding him snapped or the vest was fucked up and he fell in front of a lot like thousands of people <sighs> yeah I remember, I remember watching that live and it fucking just like yeah. it, it, it just it, cuts they, out they, they right? cut out well, I'm after, pretty sure I still have the VHS <laughs> yeah after after, uh, after um, no it didn't Jim, it didn't cut out I, 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 no. I, 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 I but they didn't Jim show Ross in, no no while insisting it was, where he was like folks this is uh, he wasn't scheduled to fall here tonight oh you yeah know? because they were showing a, a promo yeah and it, yeah. it cuts back and then they go folks uh, we, we're gonna show you another promo for the match coming up uh, things ain't looking so good out here and it, just like, <laughs> yeah. it goes to the promo and then it cuts back to shots of the audience and they're avoiding the ring yeah. and they'll cut to the announcers breaking the news it was terrifying yeah. uh, I also thought it was a thought it was an angle but it wasn't well, that's what Jim Ross was like assuring people like he was like it's not I, part of the script not, so to speak yeah because that was yeah he, he like that was one of the moments where they, they broke yeah, well, I, well, yeah slobber knocker I, <laughs> I, I'm interested to know like so how did because people talk about the Montreal Screwjob as a, a very pivotal moment in right. how That's fans regard wrestling and how Mc, the Vince McMahon and all that. So right. could you get into that so, for us, please? Uh, what that sparked was, at that point, Vince McMahon had always been like 
an announced broadcaster hiding the fact that he's the owner of everything. Uh, when Once the tension was building towards that match, Brett and Sean were kind of talking shit to Vince, and Vince would kind of break out of his character a little bit. And then uh, once that happened and everybody hated Vince for that, the fans hated Vince, wrestlers hated Vince, it, he embraced it by cutting a promo one day where he was on Raw where they interviewed him uh, one-on-one, and he was just like, I did not screw Bret Hart. Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart and he's talking about the timely tradition of the business and all this stuff and he just came off such like such a dick right yeah so he's so, like since dude. everyone hates him Stone Cold Steve Austin is on the uprise and he's the clear perfect person to he's be like a populist hero yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, he stuns everybody he gives everybody the stunner even if they don't deserve it he I saw referees yeah. people trying to help him he stunned, a, wo- he stunned a woman for not liking beer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a different time a different yeah, time yeah. The, the beginning of the stone cold era was so exciting because even the person interviewing him in the ring who had nothing to do with anything as a fan you're sitting there at the beginning thinking oh i feel sorry for that guy because no matter how well this interview goes Oh yeah, I forgot one more thing. (laughs) So so they they pitted Vince against Stone Cold, and Vince really embraced that hatred that everybody had from because of the screw job, and he became like the boss who will proudly screw you over. Yeah, Yeah. and he he owned doing what he did as a character. Yeah, he he was was like, like, yeah, I did that. Oh, I'm a I'm an actual shithead. I should be a fake shithead on my show. He started (laughs) fighting wrestlers publicly. Yeah, uh, like and on on the show, he became like a mean authority figure and so he would actually get in over the years that led to him getting in actual wrestling matches at Wrestlemania with Shawn Michaels with Hulk Hogan and I'm talking Undertaker Ric Flair I'm talking bloody matches like yeah uh, yeah and it was in the Attitude Era that made Vince the shit to be honest because it made television it it forced him to be more real instead of being bullshit gimmicks yeah like jobs and stuff like that yeah well it's like it's so interesting because like we were sort of talking about this earlier like I I one of the big plots of professional wrestling now of WWE is it, it is sort of it's that it's sort of in between real and fake where a lot of the feuds and stuff are about bookings and yeah. are about like yeah, yeah, yeah. Plot, wrestlers like, who don't, don't want like to lose my, to other wrestlers yeah, yeah and like yeah. I don't like my plot line like fuck you like I'm not uh, being written it like to, it's yeah. very it used to be the big conflict was like I'm a, a textual yeah yeah the, the, the used to be the big conflict was like well I'm a goddamn American and you're not yeah. so we're naturally going to be enemies or like whatever the fuck it was like all about like the characters like the, the storylines or the, 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 the gimmicks and now it's like no this guy fucked my wife yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's like, like real technical shit like I was supposed to have the middle card spot at Wrestlemania and you yeah. screwed me out of it and now I gotta oh, yeah. fill out paperwork yes. you know like it's yeah. like very like clerical all and, yeah. and now, no like, that's like my one of the funniest things I tweeted this a while ago but I was like I'm learning a lot about contract law from yeah, watching yeah, WWE yeah, 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 where yeah. it's they bring out a fucking a desk and like yeah, a yeah, desk yeah. chair to yeah. the ring yeah. and yeah. then <laughs> people signing contracts and yeah, shit it's crazy. about to be flipped yeah. 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 about to be flipped it's wonderful uh but basically both of their careers uh they they never were in the same building again right yeah so like Bret Sean, Hart and Shawn Michaels. yeah and shortly after sean uh lost his belt to stone cold steve austin the belt he won from sean uh bret hart uh he dropped it at wrestlemania for Shawn michaels which if you remember earlier sean doesn't like to lose at all yeah. right and now that he's this huge star but um they told him you have to put uh, stone cold over he's hot right now and then sean also suffered a back injury and it was going to force him into a retirement so 
he finally dropped the belt to somebody and it was at WrestleMania and Undertaker again being awesome uh, apparently told him like if you try to pull any shit I'm gonna be back here waiting for you so Undertaker enforced him to go out there and he dropped the belt and then uh, he disappeared for like four or five years I think and you just think wow you know what an unceremonious goodbye just never appeared on television just lost and he's like one of the greatest of all time and then he just reemerged like the Phoenix. <laughs> just yeah, like, he had like, no. a, like another like 10 year run. Yeah, yeah. He came back after a healthy back injury. He got off of pills. He became a better person. You know, I hate Jesus, but, but he uh, found him. Yeah. But yeah. He found him and it did actually turn him into a better person. So yeah. it works for him. So, cause he was self-destructive his yeah. whole career, eighties, yeah. nineties, like, uh, but when he came back, not only was he mentally better, but like his, uh, he was just great in the ring still. And he was just having, he had none there. 10 year run and it really solidified him as potentially the best of all time and in uh so but there was throughout all this him and brett still haven't talked since 97 uh he went to wcw wcw was done in about 2000 and from two even through all those years he's never had any contact with wwe they own all this great content on him and brett brett hart you mean yeah brett hart so so i mean i i like i wonder what what a tragic thing that like you work for this company for so long they screw you over and then they kill your family oh, he member carried the company for so long yeah. yeah he was the main guy for such a long so time. he has not been back well okay so 2010 that's the date I had that's earlier. he came when he came uh, january 4th 2010 they uh they finally because maybe like a year or two before that he started working with wwe again but he wasn't like on television or nothing like uh-huh. that they inducted him into the hall of fame nice. uh and even when he he got inducted into the hall of fame they asked sean to not be in the main room while that happened wow. that's how big wow. the hate still was yeah. you know this was do like you, do you think that like I, I know people have you know, to come back together do you think that would ever happen or do you think they genuinely just don't well, no no now they have on the oh. in 2010 um and it was kind of a, a exciting thing to watch because everybody knows that this was not they didn't they agreed to brett was going to come back and be on raw for the first time since 1997 in mm-hmm. 2010 you know 13 years so he comes out there and it was surreal to watch the hitman come out the fans were great they gave him a huge welcoming reception and brett gets in the ring and in the first thing he says is just like uh it's good to be back and you know let's not waste any time uh, i just want to call out Shawn michaels if he's back there and then sean comes out <gasps> And then they're both in the ring, and they just have like a. Uh, they say it's not. It wasn't scripted. They said they said they wow. talked. They barely talked before they went out to the ring, and they had a honest talk where Brett was just saying that he could have done things different too, and uh, Sean was saying he knows he was the hardest guy to work with back then, and that uh, he always felt like Brett never respected him, and then they were just like. And uh, then Stone Cold came out and yeah, stunned yeah, yeah, yeah. He stunned them both, <laughs> <laughs> and then they shook hands, and then uh, yeah. when Sean walked away he stayed at this this is where i'm just like it's funny that it's they didn't plan this but sean does this he stands at a side angle and then he like looks at him like he was about to leave <laughs> and you're like, he's positioned to drop him with the super kick <laughs> this guy just had a fucking heart attack <laughs> but like uh, okay. then he walks back to the ring and he hugs bret hart Aww. and then he whispers something in his ear you know and then brett's just like listening and then he leaves 
and then Vince McMahon comes out uh, after Sean leaves and then that part's definitely all angle. he's like you're worthless <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, being Vince McMahon so Brett's been uh, every now and then he comes back to WWE he even had a match with Vince, uh, Vince hell yeah Vince and him had a match at Wrestlemania 70 year old oh. fucking Vince yeah. <laughs> and Brett can't go the way he used to so yeah. it was a terrible match but uh, Brett got to beat him for a long time with the chair nice. which was kind of cool and yeah. then that's very that is like very magnanimous of Vince McMahon to be like, yeah, you can beat me with a chair for yeah. a while. Yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, yeah. It's one of those rare times where he's like, I know what the fans want. I'll give yeah. them what they want instead yeah, of what yeah, they yeah. don't want. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I mean, they've come. They've even put out document a documentary together uh, called Rivals, and it just like they're sitting there with Jim Jim Ross telling their whole story and how they felt about each other. And as a wrestling fan, I never thought I would ever see the day where they were in the ring together. It was that like, is like incredible. I feel like if if the if I were Bret Hart, I would never fucking go back yeah. to that yeah. fucking well, company. Think, you killed my brother. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is, man. Like we said earlier, he was definitely invest, invested in his character. Like yeah. I think he loved yeah. his character. WWE owns all that. That's true. So if he wants to control the way it's uh, dropped out or represented and be part of it. He has to be a businessman. That's true. And that's the thing with Vince. He's had so many enemies in this business that have fucked him over for money, that have held him up for money, literally the ultimate warrior. And he's always willing to put stuff behind if it's yeah. good for business. Yeah. And I mean, CM Punk is like enemy number one right now. And no one ever thinks CM Punk will be back. And I've said it before with a lot of wrestlers. I don't think CM Punk will be back because it's really volatile. But who knows? In this business, yeah. you could never say there, never. It is like amazing the stuff that people have been willing to put behind them in that. Yeah. And I do yeah. think like one of the book. things that mm-hmm. I like about wrestling is that like you have to you have to like really like it to do it because it's punishing as fuck. Yeah. Oh, very few people get paid that well. Yeah. They don't have health insurance. They got to work out constantly. They got to work out constantly. Can't They're eat in anything pain. Delicious. You yeah. Can't, yeah, it's just like there's so much sacrifice. You got to like coke. Yeah. You got to like painkillers. <laughs> you know, and uh, are last they thing hiring? <laughs> last thing I say because you guys know this. I look the way I look, but I'm really old and uh, don't be fooled. <laughs> but I see this younger generation of wrestling fans start, and every time the Montreal Screwed job gets uh, talked about it's always the younger people that are like oh all that's a work it was fake and I'm telling you it was not yeah. it's the one like the realest thing that's probably ever happened in wrestling was this and uh, I'll never forget how crazy it was and it's it was real but there, there are people that don't want to pay attention because they hear about it and they don't really know about it and they're just like oh that was probably a work and well, I'm, I'm like no that's I'm glad so we crazy. could spread awareness yeah if you guys it was real listen to these little shits you little up and comers yeah fucking knock it off <laughs> now if anybody listens to this podcast and they see me around doing, they go hey Chris it was fake <laughs> don't worry no one listens to this podcast they just You're fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now well, they won't yeah, yeah. well uh, hopefully we will get a little bump because uh, I should have mentioned this up top but of course Chris uh, thanks for joining us today Chris has a lovely podcast also on the same label called why should we care that he uh, he's on with my other roommate <laughs> and, uh, yeah they're, uh, it's very funny uh, you guys definitely go and check that one out uh, it's on body tape international uh, you know uh, Chris thanks for coming on today uh, yeah 
thank you, you guys, so much. Uh, this is a cool idea, and I'm sure you guys are going to be millionaires in no time. Thank well, you. Obviously, but all yeah. of us will be. Follow uh, all of us on Twitter. Follow. We have a podcast Twitter now. Yes. Yeah. Lie, cheat, LCS. Steal, pod. Is it LCS podcast? Yes. Okay. <laughs> at LCS podcast. Uh, Tellas is at at Chris Tellas, and uh, it's at Hi Chris Tellas. Sorry, oh. at Hi Chris Tellas, <laughs> and then your podcast is W. WSWC podcast. Yeah. 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 And uh, then I'm, I'm on Twitter as at uh, PZTX. PZTX at Kath Barbadoro. Rate, review, subscribe. Yep. Give us feedback. We love you for listening. Thank yeah. You we so got much. our first tweet where some guy just, I didn't, I didn't know that guy. He just goes, I love nope. this podcast. Yeah. Hey, that's what, that's what we're in for. person we don't know who yeah. enjoys us. At incomparable mix of letters. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, don't get hit with a steel chair and try not to get stunned. International.